this is Paul Whiteside from Devil in the Detail. I've been lucky enough to be joined by Tony Prescott recently to talk all things uh, Masters Rugby League and his career in Masters Rugby League so far. Here's the interview. Check it out. Right, I'm delighted to say I've been joined by Tony Prescott in this lovely Earlham train station. Lovely setting. Having a coffee and we're talking Masters Rugby League, Tony. Good afternoon, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Pat. Yeah, how did you get involved with uh, with Masters Rugby League? Um, I, I probably got involved really more so because I realised that I couldn't play uh, first team rugby any, anymore. Um, I picked up a, a, a bad injury um, in 2008 uh, over at, uh, at Bamber Bridge and I was told basically I wouldn't be able to play you know, a, de- a fairly decent level again or play properly. So. Um, I started seeing um, Eccles and Salford Roosters, who had uh, what we call then, or I didn't really understand too much, it was a Masters team. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll have some of that. you know. And I, and I went to play for um, Eccles and Salford for a while, and I thought, this is probably the level I can play, because although it's competitive, it's, it, it's kind of a little bit um, over the age of 35. So again, you know, you, you're playing with obviously older people from that point of view. So. Um, what happened was um, I wanted to try and bring something to Cadiz Rhinos uh, and so I looked at setting up a, a Masters team so I got some help from the RFL and the Masters uh, secretary and I set up um, uh, uh, Masters at Cadiz Rhinos. So for me who doesn't know a lot about yeah. Masters, Masters is from 35 upwards Yes. Uh, and can you tell us a bit about the, 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 it's like the shorts you wear, isn't That's it? That, that, yeah. Yeah. but you can also play Mixed in those teams, you can have blokes of 60 playing, we'll add the yes. 35 kind of goes off the what yeah. shorts are they wearing. So just just a quick run through, so you, you you start at the age of 35 and you wear white shorts and after the age of uh, 40 you go into black shorts up to 49. So you've got 35 to 39 white shorts and black shorts up to 49 from 40. Basically black and white shorts are the same as any rugby league players, there's no difference whatsoever. What does change then is that when you become 50, um, um, is that you wear red shorts and red shorts are played slightly differently in the sense that um, you can be tackled but obviously if you're physically not able or you're carrying an injury okay then basically you, you can just be held up okay so physically just held up as opposed to being dropped on the floor um, once you get beyond uh, 59 you then go into gold shorts now as a gold shorty person um, it's basically like TIG so it's a, it's a TIG game. You have uh, tags, and, and from a, a, a defensive point of view, when a, when a gold short is coming at you, the only way you can stop that gold short is you've got to grab their tags. You in no way, because gold is seen as like our our people that we need to protect, ultimately, these the old boys. And so therefore, tags is all you can take from them. In terms of the way that a gold shorter plays, they only have to touch you as opposed to tackle you. And that protects the gold shorter, and that's that's kind of the aim of the, the Masters. Can this also work tactically for you then? You can use your gold shorter players, you can use your black shorter players in a way of tactics yeah. and, and how you play the game. Yeah, and I think early on when I, when I started Masters there, there was obviously coming up against uh, a few teams that had played the game um, a lot longer than us and they tactically put their uh, gold shorts across the across the line so what it, what that did do then so is that when the, the the opposing team got any sort of momentum they were basically running a, a gold shorter and because they physically can't do anything more they were just the game would just kind of stop from that point of view so if you can tactically have your gold shorts on the edge on the edges 
uh, and, and in the middle, it basically doesn't half slow the game down. Before we talk about, I mean, there's obviously international recognition of Masters Rugby, but before we talk about that, can you tell us a bit about like the domestic side of it? Is it a lot of teams in Yorkshire, Lancashire? Who do you tend to play against? Is it, so, is it quite widespread? Yes, it is, yeah. So you've, you've, you've got your, your traditional names, like you've got Wigan, St. Jude's, you've got uh, Lee Mine, uh, sorry, Lee East, uh, you've got Rylands in, in Warrington, um, you've got various teams around from that point of view. You've got Rochdale Mayfield, Obviously, they're represented there. You've got Chester, you've got North Wales, okay, uh, and then you've got teams over like Hull, your Hull Masters, uh, you've got Old Warriors, so obviously in Yorkshire, you've got Ellens, you've got Leeds Masters, so Yorkshire and Lancashire are, are quite uh, well spread from that point of view. So, your fixtures, um, your fixtures at the beginning of the season um, are, are dictated. Um, that you basically between you kind of sort out fixtures so because there's not an official league so in the Masters game in the spirit of Masters every game finishes 0-0 the winners is Masters not individual teams from that point of view um, so um, the only kind of thing as a home team that you would be expected to do is to provide some drink for the for the opposing team and to have that social side of things and that's really what Masters is, is all about you have a good crack on the field so the game itself um, is 60 minutes as opposed to 80 minutes and can be played um, either 4.15s or, or two, 2.30s or you know 3.20s it depends on, on which way you want to play it so it's so it's a little bit short from that point So is a lot of it arranged on the day and like you said between the, the two sides you decide how it's going to go it yeah. does seem like it's um, it's a word I'm looking for very gentleman sort of conduct really isn't it and it's all about enjoying the sport it is about that but, I, but the difference for me having been a football player is that rugby is, has always been like that no matter what level of rugby you play there's that respect and that whatever happens is left on the field and after the game you enjoy you enjoy the crack afterwards and that that, that all levels of rugby for me is, is, has always been the same just and that, that's what keeps it apart I think from other sports you still get a bit of needle on the pitch though you must do it rugby, rugby league you rugby do, league, of course you it? do yeah. no, I mean you, you don't like getting beat and you expect the teams to be very competitive and they are so when you're playing against you know um, like local rivals for us are, are like Rylands um, we also play Springview you know Wigan Springview uh, Hairs Finch and the, you know the traditional teams like that that we've played as Cadiz and Rhinos that we played at first grade football, uh, first grade rugby before. So uh, they are very competitive because we're seeing some of the, the lads that we used to play against when we were playing first team. So we, we were talking before about before we, we started the recording about your, your heritage number and you're representing England. How does that come about? There are people who select you for it. I mean, international honours or anything is something to be proud of, isn't it? But how does all that work? So um, as, as a club, um, each club is given an opportunity to put forward a representative that they would like to see represent England from their particular club. That's fed into the RFL um, and the Masters Committee and basically the criteria is that, that, you've, that you've been involved for more than two or two years or more, uh, that you've got a good conduct record, that you've done things for the Masters game, you've also represented um, other clubs when, when they've been short. What I should have probably alluded to before, in, in the master spirit, is that you can shout, you can put a shout out for players to come and play for you as a guest player, and so therefore it, it, it lessens the chance of games being called off when, when you as a team are short. 
So that's 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 a good difference about that. So so that's a criteria for England, and then obviously it's down to the committee then that make a decision. Now bearing in mind that we've got teams in York, York, Yorkshire, Lancashire, we've got them all over the country. There must be 50, 60 teams all, all over the country, and uh, we have a squad of 21 that are chosen uh, to represent your you know your country. Unfortunately, on this occasion, uh, myself, I was chosen to to represent my country. So you played against was it Canada and? Yeah, it was an international tournament. The idea of it, the idea of the tournament was it was supposed to be uh, played in conjunction with the World Cup, but obviously the World Cup got cancelled. Um, and so rather than give up the opportunity of, of, of not going ahead with that particular tournament, we had to look around for uh, a replacement for Australia and a replacement for France, who were due to come over. So we got Canada come across, we've got Ireland, and we got Wales. Um, and the mini tournament took, took place at Lee East. So this year being the World Cup, yes. hopefully, if it goes ahead this time, which is looking likely, yes. would you expect international teams to come over and is something going to be organised for the end of this yes. season? Yeah, they will be, yes. Who do you think will be coming over? Um, they're looking at Aust- to, to get Australia back over again. So I would expect to see Australia as, as the team that everybody wants uh, to play against. And I can see a glint in your yeah. eye there when you said Australia. I mean, everybody wants to play Australia, yeah, particularly rugby yeah. league. That, that would be, be fascinating yeah. if that would happen. Yeah. And, and uh, in, the, in, in the same respect as Canada as well, it was it was a great opportunity to play against Canada. You know, they're, they're trying to grow the sport over in, in Canada. Um, and so their representatives come across and it, it was brilliant. It was great to play against some of these players that I've never played for before. And again, with the Irish lads as well, um, it, it was just fantastic. Um, and there probably was around about 1,100 people that turned up on the, on the, on the, on the event, on the day. Um, and the usual stuff as well with uh, having that international recognition that, that as, a, as a kind of a boy that you was always like to see and that is hearing your own national anthem and how proud I was you know, stood in that line and listening to the national anthem uh, for England and also listening to you know Wales, Canada and Ireland's national anthem and just that, that proud moment of coming out and it being announced your name playing for England and, and so on and so on. It was just it was just a fantastic, um, you know, great to be involved. Yeah, definitely. Just going back to the, the, the rules of the game, we didn't really touch on it before. You were saying there's no goal kicking. No. Uh, there's no scores. So, you know, there's, there's tries, isn't there? And, yes, there is. Things, yeah. but there's, no, there's no goal kick. And you, you, is it just a last tackle where you're allowed to kick the ball? Yes. So yeah. on the last tackle that you kick the ball, and you've got to allow the defensive line to, you've got to give them five metres yeah. to, to receive the ball. And I think that's all, it's all really kind of slowing it down from a master's point of view, but um, that's probably one of the only real changes. Um, two in a tackle. Um, yeah, so there's no three three tackles, two in a tackle. And basically, it's it, it's... It's a protection really as well, in the sense that you know there's no grabbing from behind. Uh, the tackles are, are, are you know nothing above head height. All the tackles are supposed to be which they're supposed to be anyway. But yeah, I think it's more so on that, and the referees play a big part in that. So Kevin said Ryan was really flying the flag for a Masters Rugby League in Salford, aren't they? You are Salford's Masters Rugby League team. Say if people wanted to get involved. How easy is it to get involved and just get in touch with you or get in touch yeah, with Caddy's Ed Yeah, if you get in touch with Caddy's Ed Rhinos, uh, we're, we're always looking for, 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 for other players to come down and play for us. So if you're over 35 and you fancy you fancy a go, then, then you're more than welcome to contact Caddy's Ed Rhinos and we can, you know, we invite you down to training and, and come and enjoy. Because you were saying before you played a few games at Salford, haven't you, on the yes. uh, on the pitch outside yeah. the AJ Bell yeah. Stadium? Well, that was something you were looking forward to, to doing again and getting involved. Yeah, in the I'd, club. I'd, re- I'd really like Salford. I'd really like Salford Red to, to to get involved a little bit more in regards to Masters and and, 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 and actually going out there and representing a, a Salford team. 
Um, we've got lots of teams that are represented from the Super League point of view, like as I mentioned, there's Hull, Hull Warriors and um, Hull Masters, and it'll be a great opportunity for some of these lads to go out on the on the you know on the Salford field there and play these games. Um, we did have one opportunity through Salford Reds, and we played uh, a select team from Warrington against a Salford team, and that was actually on the pitch before the um, Salford and Warrington game a few years ago now. And it's a great experience for the lads who maybe have not experienced that sort of thing before. So um, I, I'd like to see that more. And even um, even if you know, like obviously currently Salford being at the AJ Bell, even if we're playing outside. Uh, on the outside pitches, that it's good to actually play within the, you know, the, the stand of, the, of, of Salford. I think so. I mean, we, we talk at Salford now. I think Paul King's mentioned it a few times about the home games being an event and things like that. Yes. I think the, the more things you can have, you know, we've got the ladies playing now as well. Yes. I think, to, especially on a Sunday afternoon, if you could have a Masters game, yeah. there's something else for people to go down and get involved with before the, the, the main match kicks off on the pitch of the AJ Bell. Yeah, and, and, and like I say, Salford uh, initially, although we've not since played on the pitch, they have been really accommodating and we've played on the outside pitches before a, a Super League game. And Salford have been really supportive of that. You know, we've wore their jerseys, so we've gone and represented Salford from that point of view. And it's great because you, you know, you, uh, the, you know, the supporters that are coming down and watch Salford will come down and, and, and watch another game prior to prior to actually going for the Super League game. And it's great for, to see that. And I think as well, whichever team it is, whether it's you're bringing Hull down or, or, or the Salford lads, you will get parents, you will get uh, friends and family or whatever come down and watching. Um, and the last time we played, when we played uh, Hull uh, Warriors, uh, they brought a coach load of 50, 60 people down, plus obviously, you know, supporters as well. And it's a great boost for Salford's attendance. You know, it, so, it is, yeah. I think rugby league is that sort of sport that's very inclusive. I mean, at the moment, like we've mentioned, Salford, they've got a ladies team, yeah. disability yes. team. I mean, I think a wheelchair team would be, it'd be great if they could do that as well. A master team as well. Rugby league is that sort of sport, isn't it? Where it seems to just bring everybody in. Yeah, but I also think as well, I can, I, I can, I can see it in the future where we can have some of these guest players that maybe used to play for Salford, the likes of Adrian Morley and people like that, that can come and represent on a given game against, you know, against their equivalent numbers in, in, in one of the other Super League games. I can see something like that maybe coming on, and I think it'd be a good fundraiser as well, you know, if we got some of the ex-Salford players to come down and play for us. I wouldn't fancy Adrian Marley wearing that. No, no, Even if he was in his fifties, I wouldn't fancy him wearing that. Yeah. But just on a personal note, how are you sort of uh, your body holding up now? You you're sort of in your fifties now. Do you still do training? Do you have training sessions for or do you just meet up on the game day and play? No. I've always, I, I think that if you prepare properly, then obviously it helps going into a game. So although the training probably isn't as intense, tactically we can look at things and we're working together. So um, yes, we still train. We have a we have a one day in the in, in the week where we probably work on touch a touch game with the ladies, a little bit of training before, and we have a touch game. The reason why I feel that touch is important because if you're playing against a team um, that predominantly have uh, got gold then I think the quicker you move the ball from side to side or whatever helps. And I think touch rugby like that works and it gets you into that way of, of, of playing. Otherwise, I find that you tend to channel everything down the middle and you don't play on the edges. Um, and most tries now, um, is it just becomes a slog down the middle. And I think most tries now are something off, off the edges, coming down the sides. And that's what I think that you can only do that if you work as a team together. So you do need to get together before and work on things. And I, and I think at Caddy's Head we do that. And I think, uh, although we've only had a couple of games this season, 
um, I've seen the difference. One in our fitness level, and two, I think, um, putting set plays together, we look very much organised. Can you tell us a bit about Paddy's advantage? We were speaking before, weren't we, about him sort of being born at early mornings and things like that. I remember early being at a good side. What's it like at Caddy's Head now? I mean, yeah. you've got a conveyor belt of a lot of young sides there and yeah. a lot of people involved, don't they? Yeah. I mean, Caddy's Head, I mean, Caddy's Head to, to be fair, Caddy's Head I know existed on its own and through its own, on its own merit. And we used to be based out, I mean, back in the 80s when we first started out, we used to be based out of uh, a local pub. Um, and then we were based out of uh, uh, the local recreation centre, which now has become the home of the Rhinos. Um, but obviously, aside of that, the only team probably around Earl McCallies that people knew before that was Earl Mornitz. I mean, Earl Mornitz were a fantastic team. But I think what happened with, as, as did Caddy's Head Rhinos in the early days, I think what happened was that, that we all got all together and we didn't have the, the mechanism behind there or that infrastructure behind there to actually carry that forward. Um, and I think great credit goes to Paul Elliott at Caddy's uh, Rhinos who saw that and, and, and realised that, that at that time there was probably extra funding available if we could put youth sides and young sides together from the young kids and I think Caddy's are now a testament to that now you know we've got the babies that play there we've got six and seven year olds right the way through to, to the first team we've got a ladies team and like I say now we've got a masters team and I think the first team now uh, have got lads that have made the way through uh, playing for the under 18s last year and are gradually getting their, their, their chance in the first team now so I think that's a testament to the club itself We've got a good facility down there, lovely clubhouse as Fantastic, well. Fantastic, yes. I mean, the Salford uh, Red Devils ladies team played there as well. Yes, they did, that's recently. right. So yeah. I think we, we're getting really good recognition and I think that, you know, teams, um, it's nice that obviously Salford wants to come out and play it venues like this and we can support it you know we've got fantastic facilities down there and uh, and we're, we're welcoming you know so um, you know it's been great I think it's great for Canada Rhinos what's the future role for Tony then how long are you going to play for um, I mean I'd, I'd, I'd love to be able to I'd love to be able to leave leave a legacy I mean because I think that uh, my body um, or certainly my knees now are, are starting to go now um, I've just recently had a, a knee operation and um, the diagnosis is not is not good in the sense that it, I've possibly got grade uh, four arthritis, so I might need a new knee. So I don't think I've got a lot long a long time playing to be honest. So I want to make sure that the Masters goes on, and I feel like I've now got a better team around me, which has been built up over a few years now. That, that I think we will be able to do that, um, and and I'd love to be a part now to see that that Caddy's Head builds itself and that I've got some of the first team players or I see some of the first team players at 23-24 actually turning out for the Masters team because I thought that would be good because that would mean that another 10 years have gone by you know, and, and we're still going uh, and that's what I'd like that, like that to happen. After your playing days are over, would you stay in Masters maybe coaching or something like that? Yes, Is it something, I'm really it seems like it's in your blood definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, I love rugby and, and and I'm getting I'm getting better at, um, at probably understanding it a little bit more as well. And, and I know though Masters um, it is meant to be all around the spirit of Masters and stuff like that. I love going against other I love going against other coaches and, and tactically and, and, and moving the players around and and, and and obviously looking to you know if we if we hadn't done that well against them one year and looking at how we can compete and be better the next year. And we've done that with a lot of clubs I think over the last couple of years where we've got better. And, and that's great. It's great to see. One, I think it helps the lads there. And you know, if you're getting turned over every week, even though obviously officially it's zero zero, but if you're getting turned over on the field every week, you know, you, you, you can lose interest. Um, but now we're finding our own feet now, and I think that's down again down to the the, the, the people I've got behind behind me.
bet Tony Wolf. It's been absolutely fascinating speaking to you. Best of luck with it. Let's hope we can get some more games down at the AJ Bell Stadium and representing the city of Salford. Tony, thank you very much. Thank for you very much. Thank Thanks you. very much. Mate. Cheers, mate. That was myself and Tony Prescott talking all things Masters Rugby League at a very lovely, picturesque Earlham train station recently. Uh, best of luck to Tony and the rest of his career in uh, in Masters Rugby League. Really interesting chat. Ha, 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 ha.